Each season, Guys Telling Stories seeks out fascinating people with a good story to tell. I'm Rich Douglas, and this man beside me is my co-host, Bill Easton. Yo. We're a couple guys who love a good story. So join us on our quest to find fascinating people with a good story to tell. This is Guys Telling Stories. Hey, all right, Bill. Wait, 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 stop. What's going on? No, 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 stop. Okay. This is a, this is your interview. You don't get to start this. <laughs> well, who so are we? Let me go. Hey, Rich, how you doing? <laughs> Bill, I'm oh, doing. Oh, good to hear. I'm doing good. well. That's good. That's I'm good. I'm doing well. This is guys telling stories. I'm Bill Easton. I'm Rich Douglas, and we have a fascinating guest today. He's my co-host. He's right across the table. A lot of firsts this season, Rich. A lot, lot of firsts. A lot of firsts. First been... time I get to open the show. <laughs> First time we're this season. We're not recording somewhere. Uh, like a bar or mm-hmm. restaurant, and uh, we're going to talk about your um, your first child. Yeah, I'm a father, and I've been saving this story up for a few months, mm-hmm. so I, I have it I have it ready to go, and I can't wait to share. Because imagine, Bill, that that day you were born. You know, maybe your parents told you a story growing up. Maybe mom remembers what the weather was like. But I was just thinking, you know, the the actual day from like start to finish. Uh, if if I could hear that story, I would probably pay money for it. Well, good news is you do not have to. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, my story is probably, you know, lost or in my mom or dad's memory, but I'm going to record this one because for a lot of people out there, um, whether you have children and this is just going to bring back some memories or if uh, you uh, you don't and you're wondering, man, what is it really like to have a baby? Mm-hmm. Um, this this is that story. So... Uh, so let's get let's dive you, right you, in. Are you ready to go? I'm ready. All right, you look ready. You look. You got a <laughs> cup of coffee. It's not morning. It is. So. Yeah. Well, let's let's do this. Let's uh, <laughs> let's tell people what it's really like to have a baby. Well, um, let's start with, you know, this is we're quite a few months removed from from you having a baby. So um, a little bit of uh, a background about when it happened uh, and uh, how old Pearson's now and how he's doing, and then we'll kind of go back and yeah. And then run through the whole nine months. So our son uh, Pearson was born exactly uh, eight months ago today. Oh, cool. Believe it or not, I I weighed him in the bathroom this morning. I did that thing where you weigh yourself, mm-hmm. and then you hold the baby, and then I guess that works. You weigh right? the baby, and then you the baby holds you, <laughs> and then you just subtract. <laughs> okay. So it's been you know eight months of uh, of really really cool experiences. That's cool. So uh, before we get into the entire. Um, process of what happened at, at nine months and the story that goes into the actual birth. Is there anything uh, before then that you want to discuss before we act? I think, I think we're going to focus more on the actual, actual uh, day. day of, but let's, let's catch people up on anything you want to uh, tell them about before Yeah, that. if you go way back to our season, I think it was season four interview with uh, Gina Nebazar. Mm-hmm. She was the one of the... Ovia. Uh, Ovia, right. yeah, one of the co-founders of Ovia, and you know we interviewed her when my wife was using that fertility app, and just again a little recap of that: we weren't having the most success, you know, getting pregnant right, right, right away. It's, and I think I made the joke during that episode: you spend your whole life trying not to get pregnant, right? Yeah. yeah. So when you finally go, okay, I'm ready, and uh, it doesn't happen right away, it can be pretty discouraging. But mm-hmm. um, I don't know if I mentioned this before. One of the cool things that happened for us was my wife's uh, best friend. Friend, uh, Corey, who lives in Switzerland, she ended up getting pregnant at the exact same time, just in a different place. I wasn't involved. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's just a joke. Um, and I get it. 
And they, they got to go through that whole uh, experience of, you know, first trimester, second trimester, third. And in fact, the babies were just born two days apart. That's awesome. Except it's 9 o'clock here and it's 7 o'clock <clears throat> p.m. there. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. a little different, but that's cool to go through that with somebody. I'm sure she was thrilled that it was uh, a, a good friend of hers growing up. Yeah, exactly. And so you just take that experience of like wanting something to happen and then it's happening and then it's, it's, you're leading up to that due date. And she just had a lot of support and, uh, and someone to kind of go along with the journey. journey okay. Right with. So let's get, uh, look kind of right to this here. Sure, yeah. Um, you know, you're, let's pretend that it's like week of, uh, maybe a few days before. Did you feel like if this happened today? I am 100% ready. We have our little travel bag here. It doesn't matter what time of the day. I am ready. How is your confidence level with the readiness factor knowing any day this could happen? Yeah, so I think the 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 answer is yeah, we were ready. We were we were bags packed. We had, you know, done all the classes. We were actually about a week late. My wife had just gone to uh, an appointment the day before the baby was born and they had told us that if you you know don't deliver naturally in the next couple of days. We're going to schedule you to be um, induced and and you basically go to the to the hospital and and have the baby that day one way or another. So we we were beyond ready. The nursery was decorated mm-hmm. and the bags were packed and uh, we were just waiting for it, waiting for it to happen. Did you practice at all? Did you take a, a dry run trip to see uh, check traffic, make sure? Uh yeah, yeah, well, yeah, well you know, know it's it's not so much, um, you know, like, you know, mapping out the route ahead of time because the hospital isn't too far from here, but they actually let you go take a tour of the hospital, tell you, you know, this is the room where you're, you know, end up delivering. They give you um, some information on what you can do day of, anything from sitting on a bouncy ball to, you know, like, you know, using, uh, using a pillow for back support. Mm-hmm. Or, We're talking it, about Courtney. Yeah, okay. no, it's funny. They uh, they actually say though they're like, okay, now, Dad, you try the massage. Yeah. Like you try the back support. Well, I mean, she watches you bounce up and down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you ask some funny questions yeah. and you get some sideways glances. But no, all in all, we really did feel prepared. Okay, yeah. so then take us to the moment. Take us to like what what led up to the hours before. What were you doing? What was it like? And then uh, to the actual point where, hey, it's time to time to it's go. It's time to go. The actual day it happened was after she had gone to that appointment, and it was about four in the morning, and I hear a call from the bathroom, and she said that her water had broke. And I'm waking up a little groggy because, you know, four is early. Maybe if it was five or six, it'd be like, mm-hmm. okay, well, let's go. But four is early, and there's it's nothing like the movies. They say, um, or what you've seen in the movies, you expect this, you know, like water balloon burst on the floor and this dramatic scene. And instead, it's like a small amount of, like, fluid. It was really no big deal. And my first thought was, um, all right, well, uh, water broke. Let me, let me get some towels and let the dog outside. I'm like, she's going to need some towels to clean up. And I don't want him like tracking, <laughs> tracking this through the house. So it's funny that I remember actually worrying about the dog, like sniffing around on the floor. And so I gave her, I gave her the towels and let the dog out and it was garbage day. So, you know, in our neck of the woods, you drag the cans to the curb. So mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, well, let me just, uh, let me uh, drag the uh, cans to the curb and I'll, I'll come back inside. 
So when you're prep with the doctors and everything, all the meetings that lead up to it, it's just like, hey, if it's garbage day, don't forget to take your trash out. Is that, <laughs> no, that, is that, just, that was not in there. You when, were just very calm. I was just like, well, you know what? We'll probably be at the hospital for a couple of days. It's garbage day. Let me let me make sure I take the trash out. It's four out. in the morning. I'm not answering it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, what else? I was just doing every little thing that I could. And in a corny, she wasn't in any pain. She wasn't having labor pains. Okay. That was and, kind of my next question. So, Well, in fact, when I came in, she... Uh, she had already let the dog back in and she was wearing this blue mitten and she was dusting the coffee table. (laughs) (laughs) She was just like doing like the, she was doing the chores that she would normally Uh do maybe later in the week, but she knew she's like, Oh, I probably won't be home for a little while. So Mm -hmm. what do I do? I just start making coffee. And while that's brewing, I was just like, well, I'll go make the bed. And uh, I mean, the bags are packed. <laughs> yeah. So for, I would say a good like 45 minutes to an hour, we're just kind of standing around the house, um, you know, going from one room to the next, waiting for her to feel, I guess, something different. Okay. But did you call a doctor or ambulance or anything? Like, at, Are you waiting for somebody else to call you <laughs> back? Or are you just kind of like taking this on your... On your, I mean, this is your first. Well, yeah, you're right. So we didn't know exactly what to do, but because there wasn't some like giant burst or some dramatic like scene where she's in a lot of pain, she's uh, in the medical field, so she knows that if the doctor's office is going to tell her to go to the hospital, she should just go to the hospital. But she's not having any labor pains. Mm-hmm. She's not having really any contraction she could feel. There wasn't this like giant burst. So she's wondering, did my water actually burst? So we decided just to wait a couple hours. I remember I was like, oh yeah, the phone chargers. <laughs> so uh-huh. we're having coffee and I'm like, uh, phone chargers, let me pack those. Uh, let me make sure we got our toiletries. And we're just waiting. Uh, we, we, we finally did call the doctor's office when they opened it. There's somebody answering the phones real early in the morning. Mm-hmm. And of course, they, they probably said what you'd expect them to say. They're just like, go to the hospital. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go, go get If them. I was up at four in the morning and you called me, that's what I would have told you also. Well, you know, exactly. Like, but, I will take your garbage out. <laughs> just go to the hospital, <laughs> see what they say. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I it's it's. I think because we, I don't know about you, I, I don't generally feel like comfortable in hospitals. Um, I don't go there very, very often. Well, I don't know my not. way you're, around. You're avoiding going. Yeah. So. <laughs> you know, so, so we don't exactly know where to go, but um, we've been there before. And if the doctor's office says go, like we're going to go. All right, so you finish your chores. You are uh, at the hospital now, and um, like that's it. So you and Court are walking in together. I'm guessing it's not the type of scene where they rush out with a wheelchair exactly. and put her in. So you walk nothing in. nothing like that. Um, she's probably. I mean, if she's, it's winter, so she probably got a coat on. She may not even look pregnant. They don't even know yet. So you have to find your way to someone that's going to help you. Did you go to the ER? No, so we had been to the hospital before, and we were familiar with at least where to go, what floor. And it turns out when you call the doctor's office, they call ahead. Okay. <clears throat> and it's sort of like they check you in online. So uh, we knew where to go, and we knew that they'd be expecting us, but we felt like little kids. And I say little kids in the sense like, we're like, um, hello, yeah, we're here to have a baby. Um Yes, one baby, please. Can you put us in for that? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yes, uh, make that to go as soon as possible. <laughs> and they're like, no, that, that's not the way it works. I mean, the classes prepare you for the moment, before, during, and after. But that all goes out the window in the moment because, I mean, typically 
when you go into an exam room, what happens? They tell you to put this gown on right. and we'll be back in a little while. Courtney was a little upset that I put the gown on. She's like, take that off. That's, <laughs> that's for me. There's one gown. <laughs> um, but we we were just basically waiting to get in and uh, they ask all the same you know, regular medical questions that you'd expect. And mm-hmm. I didn't realize this, but they're actually determining if you should go back home. Okay. There's this, I've heard this. Yeah. There's this thing that if you aren't feeling contractions or you haven't made a certain amount of progress, mm-hmm. that it is not actually labor. And so it's like a false alarm. Go back. Yeah. And your doctor's probably laying in bed still anyway. And he's mm-hmm. probably just like, oh, I can't believe he called this early. So. <laughs> well, we got at least 24 hours before I have to be there. Well, that's there. There's a whole part of that that we'll get to. The doctor she had been seeing may not be the one that delivers her if she's mm-hmm. not on call that day. But I guess if your water breaks, then uh, they want you to go into labor as soon as possible. So, okay. so that's what they were like. They were, they were like, "You got to stay." So you're in your room. You got your robe on. Well, you have Courtney's robe on. <laughs> you gave it to Courtney. How? I mean, how is the room? Uh, it's it was kind of fancy. I, oh, nice. I say that it was like a nice little hotel room. There's mm-hmm. a recliner. Uh, there's a window, a TV. There's like a uh, special little like chair for dad to sit in if he wants to sit on the other side of the bed. Uh, there's like bouncy balls and, and not the small kind, like almost those giant yoga balls or the kind people would use like when they sit at their desks. Mm-hmm. They just sort of set you up. And they uh, hook up an IV for whatever drugs like they are going to give you, hormone drugs, yeah, pain ready, drugs. Yeah. yeah. And I know labor is different for every single you know family out there. But for those first few hours hooked up to the IV, we're, it was mostly just staying in bed, uh, bouncing on the ball occasionally. And, and it was actually kind of just like calm. <clears throat> okay. So Courtney's, it's calm. Courtney's probably laying down. Is she sleeping at all at this point? Or is it just kind of... Watching TV, it's. I mean, it's still early. It's yeah. probably 7, 8 in the morning at this point. It, it You've is. been there a few hours. Even flash forward, like say we've been there about like three, four hours. Uh, we we were on the laptop. She was you know, checking in with work because mm-hmm. if, if they – if. If she could, uh, this was funny, if she could like technically work a half day, then being out with the baby when it's born, she's like, that. that's a, another half day. Right, right. So, you know, she's not feeling any pain. She's just like, you know, tasking on her computer. And She worked the day before? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I was supposed to go in that day too, but I just called in and said, you know, wife's having a baby. It was one of those moments. They're like, hey, don't worry about it. I got it. Yeah. Um, but I would say after about four hours, she started to kind of get mildly uncomfortable. Okay. Um, and I, I I can't compare how she was feeling to how I was feeling, but I was a little uncomfortable uh, as the dad. Um, we haven't eaten anything. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't drank anything. We're thirsty. We're not bored, but we, we need a distraction. So we see this food menu. And they, they have like room service in the room. And we start like saying, okay, maybe what we're going to order or what we'll get like, you know, after the baby's born. Um, and then they come in and they tell Courtney that, no, you can't have any food. <laughs> so that's like the worst distraction for yeah. us. And they, they go, we can bring you some jello or oh. some broth. You nice. want some, uh, some ice chips? And so that was a little defeating in the moment. But mm-hmm. um, after three, four hours, uh, we just sort of like kind of dug in a little bit, but still really hadn't made too much progress. Did you eat? No. Okay. No. That was nice of you. I know. I mean, we, we, we had been there for, for a while, but then without getting too in the weeds about like the different types of you know drugs or hormones, they, the, the staff comes in and says, we're going to uh, ki- like kick up the Pitocin amount. And like, it's just this, this 
natural ho- hormone, but it's okay. synthetic. It it basically makes you start to contract and more frequently and harder. Okay. So she's not feeling much pain up until this point. So they they kick it up a notch and say let's let's try to help this process along. Yeah. And and that's when uh, that's when it started to get pretty uh, pretty uncomfortable. More intense, more frequent contractions, more typical. Uh, like like you would imagine on a TV show, like you know, bouts of pain, mm-hmm. moments of relaxation, bouts of pain. So now it's starting to feel more like a movie. There we go. Okay. Yeah, there's no more laptops or looking at food menus. <laughs> now it's like, oh boy. Okay. How far into this are we? At I this would, point, believe it or not, I'd say about ten hours since oh, wow. we woke up. Yeah, it's maybe you know like two, three, four in the afternoon. Has um, anybody come to visit you yet? You know what? We we had a couple of people. Um, you know, come right to the parking lot, sitting and waiting. Mm-hmm. But in that room, as nice as it is, it's kind of small, and that labor process is is not really one for an audience. Yeah. So family, they were uh, great. They were texting, mm-hmm. calling, uh, FaceTiming. Courtney's parents uh, actually came to our house, and uh, <laughs> okay. thinking back, they could have. They, taking they, the trash. They, out. they don't. They, they could have probably brought a phone charger too. <laughs> Maybe even wiped off the kitchen counter. Yeah, yeah, you know. yeah. But they were. They they let the dog out, and I'm sure they were just wearing a hole in the floor somewhere, pacing back and forth. Yeah. Um, but this, you know, like I said, this labor process was going, you know, as best as we could imagine it. So everyone was just in like a, a holding pattern. So, Rich, is this the first time your parents? Uh, our grandparents, because I know Courtney's brother, um, even though he's not not local, has has children, and uh, I know they don't get to see him as often. So they were super excited, which is also why they were pacing a hole in your floor. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but how about your parents? Is yeah, it- on my end, my parents were super supportive that day, calling and texting, and they have been grandparents. I have an older sister who who had kids. She's about seven years older, and those kids are in their you know late teens. So um, they've been like down this road before as grandparents, but, you know, a, a baby, a new baby is mm-hmm. something they're very, very excited about and um, and just, they, they wanted updates constantly. So I tried to do a really good job of just, like, having three different text chains going. Right. Like, you know, but a lot of the updates are, okay, she's, you know, contractions are starting, we'll keep you posted. Yeah. You know, a doctor just upped the Pitocin, we'll keep you posted, that type yeah. of thing. Yeah, and I'm yeah. sure it's the type of thing, too, where, let's say, me and Don are on a text and... Um, uh, maybe some of your other friends, and then your brothers, and then your parents, and Courtney's exactly. parents. Everyone's going to get a little different message. So, yeah, <laughs> uh, so, some details aren't meant for everybody. Yeah. Um, so that must have been, you know, just keeping track of it with everything else going on is probably, uh, probably time consuming. Yeah. Well, you know, Courtney's, you know, she's dealing with the actual labor process and I wanted to make sure anybody and everybody that was uh, looking for information was, was, was had the most up-to-date information because mm-hmm. a lot of people worry, you know, maybe they assume the worst and things were going well. And so I was just in charge of that. So, you know, I guess to, to all the dads out there, you know, just having the cell phone there, um, doing everything from texting people to taking pictures is is kind of a strange way of being supportive mm-hmm. if you're keeping everybody, you know, in so the So don't forget the phone charger, but don't worry about the trash. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can always... Buy an uh, extra phone charger and just throw it in the throw it in that bag. I know. You're going to use it later anyway in life. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, all right, let's move ahead to the actual, uh, the contractions and a little bit yeah. of the pain. And, and you guys right now, you know, you just kind of chill, waiting and waiting. And, and when it gets kicked up a notch, like for real, what happens? Well, it was, it, it was a funny timing because we were right about to FaceTime with uh, her mom. We're bouncing on one of those balls uh, and the midwife comes in and checks 
And it was at that moment where she actually uh, says that Courtney is uh, not dilated. Um, and and that, that basically means, you know, the baby, he starts pushing out, but mm-hmm. you can't really, you know, start to push or start to, um, you know, work on getting the baby out of there until you're a certain amount dilated. So I've heard the labor process can be super fast. Maybe yeah. your second, third baby, um, you, you start feeling pains, an hour later you deliver, but that's just not the case with us. So it, when she delivers that news that we're not dilated at all, we just the spirits were at an all-time low. We, we needed a distraction. Um, we, we had the laptop open while she was bouncing on the ball, um, tried to watch some stupid like Netflix video, and it, I think the pain was just overbearing at that point, but... Um, they did have an option to offer her something like this one time drug they could give her called like new Bane. And, um, we weren't anti-drugs, but because they said it's like a one-time use relief of pain, we were yeah. trying to wait until it was, it was uh, as yeah. necessary as, as, as possible. Yeah. But, um, uh, the nurses, they actually changed shifts after a certain amount of time. And now we're getting into like the four five, six o'clock hour. So they start to hint, you know, don't wait too long yeah. uh, to, uh, you know, to take, to take the drugs. So I'd say maybe an hour after that, 45 minutes later, they, they check her again and she's really only like dilated, like a centimeter, which is, you know, next to nothing. I think right around four or five is when they really start to say, okay, things mm-hmm. are getting moving. And hearing that after going on 13 hours of being awake yeah. and prepping things and getting to the hospital and going through the process, it just was um, devastating. She's exhausted. She's in pain. The new Bane, she, she did end up saying, let's get it. And she, you know, felt this mix of like relief, uh, and intense contractions at the same time. Uh-huh. So not to say it didn't help, but it definitely didn't do much to alleviate um, what that current state of like sort of like tense anxiousness was. So is this about the time where you, you come home and put your trash bins back up? <laughs> no, I no? mean, <laughs> I, I, I haven't really left the room there. And the doctors say, well, let's, you know, let's lower the lights, uh, shut the shades. We just gave the, the, the one drug and... You know, you need to be resting in between contractions. So even if it's going to be intense, yeah, you, don't you just need to be in a state of, you know, complete relaxation. They're trying other techniques, too, without getting into too much information, just in terms of, like, medical stuff. There was a Cook's balloon uh, involved. And Courtney's just literally saying, at this point, these contractions are unbearable. I'm glad you got all the medical terms because I got like, I got none of that on my sheet here. So, (laughs) well, I'm learning as I'm going. I'm like, well, what is this? You're just throwing out the drug names and stuff. What are we doing? How do you spell uh, Pitocin? Um, (laughs) But it was right about that time. The midwife pops in and, and, and says goodbye that she's, she's going to be leaving soon. And again, gently says not to wait too long for the epidural. Okay. And I don't really know much about that as the as the dad and husband. I'm like, well, how long from when we request it? Can we get it? And the answer is, I don't know. It could be like 20 minutes to an hour from when you request it. Yeah. So it's like if you need the relief. If you feel like it's, yeah, don't wait. Don't wait because depending on when they answer the page, it could be up to, up to an hour. And that will kind of block out uh, all of the pain with the contractions right yeah or at least it's supposed to it's it's it's, it's definitely a numbing of of that pain mm-hmm. and uh as soon as i asked that question courtney got this this major major contraction unbelievable pain right right at that moment she's like i want the epidural <laughs> and these doctors sort of must have been waiting outside the door they pop in 
and um, and they say we're gonna we're gonna get you the epidural. We just paged the anesthesiologist, but I look back up, and there's a doctor that I recognize. Oh, cool! And it's not the doctor Courtney had been seeing. It's actually uh, a father, a dad, a dad of kids that I used to teach swim lessons to when I was like 18. That's except awesome. he's in his like scrubs and doctor jacket, or doctor ja- jacket, and I'm like. I'm like, oh, hey, how are you? <laughs> You're on call today. Wow, I, it, this is incredible. Um, he he had recognized me at a previous appointment, and Courtney was in to ask all these questions, and I was there just a supporter. And when he recognized me, he ended up taking a picture of me. Like, um, that's cool. He's Greek, and he used to call me uh, Richie, like Richie, go. Mm-hmm. So he took a picture and sent it to the kids. We're all in like their twenties now, and um, like, who's that guy? <laughs> yeah, right now, so he he took me off guard in the moment but he he gave me that sense of like safety and relief because he had already sort of made a bond with me mm-hmm. and with Courtney earlier and she has this other doctor as well that she had been using who wasn't there so I was happy to see somebody like in our corner right at that moment when we needed it so the anesthesiologist like pops in and they actually introduce a new nurse because there is that changing of the shift and they ask me I got to leave the room they don't let you stay in the room when any of that's happening oh okay and so they're like, hey, you got to leave for about 20, 30 minutes. You know, they, you know, go get something to eat or drink. You might be hungry or thirsty. And, and, uh, and then we'll let you know when you can come back in. So I just leave. I, I, I go call her parents on the way down the vending machine. I remember specifically, I, I like needed like juice or something. And like, it was like $3.60 for this like little can of fruit juice. And I'm like, all right, I had to use my credit card and the vending machine took credit cards. I remember. Nice. So I'm drinking my juice and I'm waiting outside the room and it's like 20 minutes later, they tell me I can go in and she's on like cloud nine. It looked like she had just drank an entire bottle of wine and mm-hmm. was feeling fine. I know, I you know what I mean. She just like was completely relaxed, and I didn't mention it earlier, but there was this little monitor uh, next to her that is showing her contractions on top, and it had the heart or the baby's heartbeat down below. And honestly, you can see that she's having these hard, hard contractions frequently, and she's not even acknowledging them. Oh, good. Yeah. So, so you could tell that things were going in the right direction. When I had talked to her parents, they had asked to stop by and check in, and uh, so they they popped on over, and uh, she started to get sleepy, mm-hmm. and um, she was tired. So she, they said, "Oh, you know, okay, like um, we'll we'll be right around the corner if you need us," and um, they took off and. The staff kind of like gives us the thumbs up and says, you know, you'll probably be able to expect to deliver in the next five or six hours. So, you know, try to get a little sleep. And, and um, you know, I would say time-wise it ended up maybe being we're good like 16 hours, 16 yeah. hours in after after all this. Okay. Um, hey, let's. Uh, you look a little sweaty. You're not used to answering <laughs> all these questions. Or maybe it's me not used to asking them all. Yeah. <laughs> you want to take a... Yeah, let's take a little uh, short break. We can... Uh... All right. We'll be back right after this. The good people at Podcaster Story are proud to sponsor the podcast, Bill. I know. They have been helping businesses and individuals podcast their story for years. So... 
Uh, Bill, can you imagine all the stories out there from <laughs> having a baby uh-huh. to, I don't know, like uh, what, what else is popping in mind for you? What type of stories can uh, Podcast Your Story help people with? Any any type of um, family reunion, an anniversary, anything that would bring back some memories or something that you want to save uh, mm-hmm. for, for the next generation or generations beyond. Yeah, they can be professional or personal. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe you are retiring and you want to look back on a career, you know, like that you started from nothing and now you feel like you're leaving on top of the mountain. A lot of those, uh, a lot of those stories come from the questions that can be asked to the person involved, and that's also important. It's easy to record your thoughts in a diary form or verbally, but to have some professionals help you with along the way makes a big difference. It sure does, and the professionals at Podcaster Story do exactly that. They record you telling your story, and the final product is a podcast. So businesses and individuals share your story with the world using podcastyourstory.com. Our listeners get 20% off your first recording. Just mention promo code GTS. That's 20% off your first recording with podcasterstory.com by mentioning promo code GTS. And now, back Back to your story. (laughs) Back to our interview. All right, so we are back in the hospital. Courtney's relaxed, sleeping, napping, on and off probably. Mm-hmm. Comfortable, uh, as comfortable as you can you can be, I yeah. think, at this point. And uh, are you sleeping at all in that chair? Yeah, probably. you know, in the chair, I was just sort of, uh, you know, like looking at my phone, trying to stay distracted. I was mm-hmm. actually writing down some of this story uh, just so that I, I, I wouldn't lose the memories of it. Um, I definitely was in like a different place, sort of zoning out. It's probably like midnight now. What's you watching yeah. Jimmy Fallon? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just scrolling through uh, whatever is posting. Yeah, I would say it's you know just about midnight and uh, twenty know, hours into the hospital oof, already. Yeah, the staff's leaving us alone. Courtney's asleep, so uh, just kind of waiting it out at this point. So, what's the next thing that happens? So, funny enough, we uh, we get a little knock on the door, and the nurse pops in and says, "You have a visitor uh, from another hospital." Oh, wasn't me. I'm like I'm like a visitor from another hospital. <laughs> I was I was a little confused, and so I pop out there, and they go, "They're in the waiting room." It's like the waiting room. You know, I thought like visiting hours were over. There's mm-hmm. no one in the halls. And I walk in and my mother's sitting there with food and, and coffee for me. That's great. From Panera. And she does, she works at a hospital too. And she had just gotten off her shift and she wanted to see how we're hanging in there. So I think she actually went through like, you know, like the emergency door or the back door. She knows her way around of the hospital. Of course she does, yeah. And I really was hungry. <laughs> and uh, it was just so thoughtful. But uh, there was a side of me, I didn't want to bring... Uh, food into the room right where that Courtney um, that she couldn't eat or drink so I said thank you and how thoughtful it was I was like I gotta get back you know to her and I I said my goodbyes and I'm just walking back to the room and all of a sudden the nurse tells me that the doctor's in there you know checking on Courtney okay and I quickly I like stash the food into this like community fridge and I get back to the room and everything's okay they're just checking to see if she uh, has made any progress and she's almost there like four five centimeters dilated everything's looking fine they say get some sleep but I can't sleep right (laughs) I can't I just you know you asked me what I was doing before I just went right back to scrolling through videos this is one of those memories I have I was just I, I ran across on my on my Facebook feed a NBA basketball game fight. Oh, like where the the players start fighting each other. No, this don't happen often. <laughs> no, and then they start like fighting the fans in the stands. And I watch this like stupid video, and and I scroll through the next one, and I remember like there was a, a video of someone beating an entire video game like really fast, like an old school Super Mario Brothers, and they beat it in like two three minutes. 
And Courtney's asleep and I'm watching the monitor and everything's normal. I just keep scrolling and scrolling. And it's funny. I didn't think this was possible, but I actually got to the end of the videos. It, it, it took me right back to the, that same NBA okay. game fight video. And I realized like, I gotta, I gotta Maybe finally get some sleep. Try to sleep. Yeah. You know, my mind, it might be racing, but my body's exhausted. So, um, I close my eyes it's past midnight. I was in the chair next to her. She appears to be, you know, just resting now and content. Um, and I think I actually fall asleep. Yeah. I think that's, you know, you fall asleep and maybe right when you're falling asleep, you, you're comfortable enough that, all right, we've been here 22, 23 hours. I, if I close my eyes and fall asleep, everything's fine. Like I'm comfortable enough now that something will beep if something's wrong and a doctor's going to come in and check anyway and maybe that'll be in an hour maybe it'll be in three or four hours but that will wake me up so i'm gonna fall asleep so does that kind of how yeah like you know i didn't have to be uh on guard and um we were sort of assured that she's making progress Mm -hmm. it had been a few hours since they checked and then when they checked again there was more progress and now i just was ready to uh to relax and I and, and I fall asleep. Great. Yeah. So you know, three four hours later, I'm expecting to wake up and we'll uh, we'll have the baby, whatever that means. Yeah. Maybe you'll sleep through it. <laughs> but, well, <laughs> here he is. What? Here he is. What? Huh? I just was watching uh, a basketball I only, fight. I only what? hit the snooze button once. <laughs> well, it was a little scary though because around one o'clock, the doctor and nurse come in. And they seem a little more like concerned um, mm-hmm. about something. And they said they just want to check her progress again. But I'm not sure why, because in my mind, they, they were just in there maybe 45 minutes ago. Okay. And they said actually something does appear off, but they're not telling us what. Um, and do you remember those monitors that I told you about? They're next to Courtney. One yeah, shows the, her the, the like, contractions and contraction. one the baby heart rate. And there's probably some other things that. You and I would never know about. Yeah, it turns it turns out that when um, she's having a contraction, the baby's uh, heart rate is is dropping. Okay. And they tell us that, and we look over, and you can see that it's obvious. Mm-hmm. It's different than it looks before, and we start to get really concerned. You know, Courtney, she she's not reacting to the pain of the epidural, mm-hmm. but the 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 monitor is showing that something's wrong with the baby. At that point, they they try to see if Courtney's progressing anymore, and something is is changing with her body in the sense that rather than being you know more dilated she's actually getting maybe a little swollen and the baby's heart rate's dropping each time there's a contraction so everything starts to move really fast we're wide awake now and they decide and we decide that it's best to have a, a c-section um, and when you say yes to that type of operation, it's like all hands on deck. Within minutes, they're bringing me this white jumpsuit okay. th- with booties and a head cover and a face cover. And reassuringly, kind of a, a good thing, the doctor comes in all smiles uh, telling me, well, bring your camera for all the pictures. Yeah. You're going to be a dad. And, and that made me feel good. I remember the jumpsuit I didn't have any pockets. So I had to like tear like a hole in this in the side of the suit and, and slip my phone in my pet in my okay. pocket because he's it. like bring your pocket bring your phone but I'm like there's nowhere to put my phone right. and I don't even know if I'm putting this head head you know mask on right or or whatever yeah. and basically the anesthesiologist starts to come in and tell Courtney that they're going to increase the epidural we're, we're nervous but we're ready and 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 we ask how long is this whole process going to take they say okay well. Um, 
it's going to begin in 20 minutes and it should take 20 minutes. And then in another 45 minutes after they close her up, she'll be right back in here with the baby. Easy. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know. I Yeah, I guess. Ask a simple question. And so I'm like, okay, the baby's going to be here in uh, about an hour. Uh, so, but we we have this moment to ourselves where like they're just kind of fiddling with something else mm -hmm. and, and they're going to get the, the, the surgery room prepped. And we look at each other and... Courtney, in all seriousness, looks at me and says, if something goes wrong, I don't want any life-saving heroics. <laughs> if I'm in a coma, if I'm a vegetable, you just pull the plug. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I say without missing a beat, I'm like, well, if they come tell me it's between you and the baby, I just have to save you. And she says, okay. And I say, Okay. <laughs> I, no, you're laughing now. I don't. I don't think it's actually funny it's, when it, at the time, but you're making me laugh because what you're telling. Because I'm watching you tell it. At the time, I'm like, I'm like that was the most serious conversation <laughs> ever. But you're just saying like what's on your mind and yeah. in your heart. And it's ten seconds long, and it's. And as soon as we're done, they wheel her off, and I'm sitting in that labor room, um, alone, wearing this white hospital gear. And I got to tell you, that was the first time I uh, actually fe was feeling scared. My hands were shaking. It was uh, scared uh, because of was it the conversation you guys had, or just scared that she wasn't with you, or, or I think it was a, a mixture of scared that I wasn't with her, scared that I uh, you know wasn't sure what was going to happen next. This seems there seemed like there was a sense of urgency, like mm -hmm. like like maybe something could go wrong. And yeah, you're probably right. That talk maybe didn't it didn't help. <laughs> it did, we didn't keep me the the most optimistic, but. You know, I'm just looking down at my hands and they're shaking and I start to pace like that traditional dad walk you can mm -hmm. see. That's in the movies. Yep, where it's yeah. just me going back and forth. And so the nurse, she calls me down from the hallway and I start walking towards the operating room, which is like the last door all the way down uh, at the end on the left. And I, and I have no idea what, I, what I'm going to see when I walk in there. I, I know. I'm waiting to see what you see. I'm like, <laughs> so, 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 what I see is there's a room full of like 15, 16 people, including Courtney and I. Really? Yeah. It's like there's at least two to three people in every single corner, and Courtney's laying down on a bed with this sheet curtain covering everything from her neck down. Okay. And the nurse that led me in, she puts a chair right next to her and says, "Like here, Dad, have a seat right here." Are you on what side of the curtain are you on? So I'm on the side next to her head. Okay. They're, they're the doctors or the residents are mm -hmm. operating. There's other nurses in the corners ready to receive the baby. It looks like the anesthesiologist is behind us. Okay. I'm just standing next to her head and I can see over the sheet though. Mm -hmm. And again, that same doctor, just with a smile on his face, he's like, uh, all right, dad, get your camera ready. Here comes your son. Yeah. <laughs> and I, you know, I'm so glad he was there because I just listened to everything he said. I'm, I'm holding Courtney's hand with one hand and I reach into my pocket with the other one. And I just started taking these pictures and looking back on it. I don't, I don't even know if these are like, like appropriate pictures they're like probably probably the private we'll post ones. them and we'll let people tell us <laughs> no way <laughs> these are these are of an operation but mm -hmm. i actually have some pictures because he told me to take the pictures you know i took like 50 or 60 just of everything yeah um of of this moment that you really can't describe like this doctor lifts my son up in the air and he has this crinkled up old man face. His little eyes have never seen light before. Mm -hmm. And now he's being held in this uh, you know, cold air for the first time. Does he hold him up and do you hear Lion King? <laughs> it's kind of like that. <laughs> because what happens next is almost like 
like like ceremonial. This type of doctor, he he looks at us and he he leans forward and says, "Here, mom. Here, dad. Uh, kissed your son. Welcome him." And he sort of just places the baby just over the curtain. We can both see him. It's okay. like the smallest hands and feet. And we just give him like the most gentle little kiss. Because okay. he said to. Because y- that's, y- that's, you listen to the doctor. And Courtney's crying. And uh, the doctor pulls the baby back and hands him off. And I, I see them taking him over to the corner. They're cleaning him off. Mm-hmm. And, and Courtney's just crying, looking at me. And then one of the nurses comes over and she yells at me because I took my mask off yeah. <laughs> to kiss the baby because the doctor, the doctor said, told kiss you the to. baby. Yeah. She's like, you got to put your mask. I can't find my mask. She's like, it's on top of your head. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and so I put my mask back on and I think I tied it upright, but. I remember just kind of taking in the scene. And this is not what you're going to expect to hear at this part. But those 15 people... Did you eat a bagel? (laughs) I did not eat a bagel. Because I was not expecting that. (laughs) Well, Courtney's just... She's just relieved and she's starting to close her eyes. And I look and in each corner, everyone's having like their own little conversations about life. And I can hear one of the nurses um, in the corner talking about a happy hour. And I remember she's like, yeah, those apps really are affordable. And I look at the anesthesiologist behind her and she's on her phone and actually I can see her phone and she's texting something like, yeah, I should be out of work real soon. Brunch later. I look back at the baby and I look back at Courtney and the baby's all cleaned up and Courtney's just like has a sense of like relief and happiness on her face. Mm -hmm. And I just remember uh, feeling like this is what happens every single day here. Maybe. 10 times a day. For us, it's the first time it's happening. It's and still not like TV. It's definitely not like Where every TV. every conversation in the corner on TV is about something pertaining to mm-hmm. everything mm-hmm. that's going on. It's but these, like normal life. You're these right. doctors, nurses, they knew we were in good hands. The baby was healthy. The mom was healthy. They just had to patch her back up. So cool. they escort me to the, back to that same hospital room okay. as they're closing Courtney up. And they say, you know, she should be basically back in about 45 minutes. Okay. Um, the baby was just kind of chilling. So they have this little table in the corner where they weigh him and clean Mm -hmm. him up. And then they actually put him in one of those kind of clear bassinets with wheels on the bottom and it looks medical and they wheel the baby away for everything from fingerprinting to, I guess, like birth certificate stuff. They, they say that, uh, just wait here and in like 15, 20 minutes, we're going to bring the baby in. And I'm just like, oh, wow. So I get to like see him or hold him first because she's going to still be, yeah. um, you know, she's going to still be, you know, being closed up and, and, and brought back in the room. So, uh, so I'm just waiting there and I take off all the white stuff and soon enough, like five, 15, 10 minutes later, I don't know, the, the nurse just like wheels him in and picks him up and puts him in my arms like for the first time. And I'm just... You know, I, words can't describe that feeling. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in telling the story right now, the funny thing is, is this is a crazy part. Like, there's no paperwork, like, for me to sign right in the moment. Right. And no one. Um, well, they know who you are. They've all, they've all seen you without yeah, your mask on. But even. I feel like the, it was more of a hassle to get handed the keys to a car right. in the moment. <laughs> um, you know, lots of waiting for both types of things. But they just say, like, here's your son. And then they... They, they walk off and, and he, he's all yours. And it really was one of the, the cutest things. Uh, it turned out he was about six pounds, nine ounces. 
And while I'm holding him for the first time, he starts to try to like breastfeed my like shirt pocket, okay. uh, which was adorable. I was like, I can't help you, buddy. <laughs> I got, got nothing for you. So there's no one there to like tell you, hey, maybe you shouldn't hold him that way or because, you know, you take all these classes that mm-hmm. lead up to this moment. And I'm sure, uh, you know, your parental instincts may maybe kick in, but it's your first baby. So it is how, like you're just alone with with uh, Pearson. Yeah. And. Are you thinking like I hope I'm doing this right? Yeah, I I am, and I'm also just thinking like, wow, this is incredible. But he's all swaddled up. He's like six pounds, just kind of lying in your arms. Mm-hmm. And you, I'm only gonna get you know maybe like a couple more minutes with him before Courtney comes. And I'm just sort of taking taking it all in. I, I really wasn't worried. I was just thinking how it they 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 just sort of say like you, you're the parent now. Like mm-hmm. here you go. So. The next thing I know, they they wheel her back in on that same bed that she had been lying on for hours. And it was kind of lucky for Pearson because I'm sure he was hungry and a little guy was hungry. She got to feed him for the first time and and he ate right away. Wow. So one other fun fact, um, kind of moving ahead in the story, is they transfer you from that delivery room, that labor room to like a mommy baby room. And that's where you kind of come in and help a little bit. We're going to end up staying there for a little longer uh, together as a family because of the C-section. And it turns out that, lo and behold, they actually have one suite-style room at the end of the hallway. Mm-hmm. It's it's bigger than the other rooms. It has like a pull-out couch, a table, oh, yeah. a refrigerator, a sink, a better bathroom. This is why I have an American Express credit card. <laughs> well, I think, you know, uh, you actually knew from, I can't remember where, one of the nurses. Yeah. And you just, when you guys came to visit the baby and it, later that same day, and everybody's coming in, um, you, you just asked, hey, is the suite available? Mm-hmm. I knew there was one. I don't know how I knew that, yeah. but I knew there was one there. Well, the woman said, yeah. And sure enough, uh, we get escorted into this larger room. I'm sure they save it for athletes or VIPs or mm-hmm. people who um, need a little bit more privacy. And I got to tell you, because of that, we ended up staying there as long as they were two weeks. <laughs> it felt like it. You know, I we keep calling to make a reservation. <laughs> we we ended up going in on a Thursday morning, and so we ended up delivering early morning Friday. So I think we we stayed all the way till Monday. Yeah. Uh, before being discharged early Monday morning, and they have you walk around a little bit in the hospital, and just make sure that everything's okay with the baby and okay with mom and. Mm-hmm. And then it's time to go home. Well, it never hurts to ask yeah. for upgrades in any situation. Yeah, <laughs> Who this knew? Is, this is, uh, yeah, this worked out. Yeah, it was really <laughs> nice. It was so. Thank you for that. Sure. And we thank, thank you. Yeah. Well, we ended up um, giving the nurses some. I think it was chocolates or cookies mm-hmm. or muffins, and they appreciated that. Um, so I guess we'll wrap this thing up. That that was uh, his his birth story. Literally, Bill. It ends with us bringing in that little car seat. We put the baby in there and uh, take the little guy. Take the little guy home. That's awesome. Yeah, so that's the story of what it's really like to, to have a baby. And we, we hope you guys enjoyed it. Yeah, I, you, I did. How'd you like uh, being the interviewer? Well, you know, I, you, everyone everyone that listens already knows that I, I'm, you kind of you kind of are the uh, the main. Uh, if I was in charge of this and didn't have this <laughs> this in front of me, we would have been all over the place. So I really tried to read the notes here and go through them because uh, I just don't have that. So it was different. It yeah. was definitely different. 
Well, I appreciate you doing that because I think if we would have recorded this right away, maybe first like week or a month, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have that reflective. You know, I think it's important. Insight. I think, I think yeah. there's also, you know, it's it's also cool now. He's eight months old. Uh, we can joke a little bit, um, have some fun with it. It is obviously a very serious thing and, uh, uh, and a life-changing moment. And it's cool kind of to tell the story and have a little fun with it. So yeah. thanks for letting me do it. Absolutely. Yeah. And a reminder, everybody out there listening, if you know somebody with a fascinating story, something like this, or just a fascinating person, then send it our way. Our website is guystellingstories.com, and we have that brand new Suggest a Story form. Oh, yeah. So we'd love to hear from you and uh, send those suggestions our way. You can check that out online. And if you're new to the show, be sure to tap subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Sounds great. All right. Well, as always, I'm Rich Douglas. I'm Bill Easton. Till next time.